Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Bridgewater is a production of iHeartRadio 3D Audio and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. Headphones recommended. For full exposure, listen with headphones. Listener discretion advised. Once we've finished circling the whole lake, I'll officially have done every trail of Freetown. And why do you like doing this? <laughs> Come on. Look at this place. It's gorgeous. Mother Nature in all her splendor. Sure. If you like that sort of thing. Trust me, it'll grow on you. I just see endless trees. Central Park had plenty of those. I don't need miles and miles of it. Okay, but was Central Park haunted? No way. Freetown State Forest is hella haunted. People see all sorts of weird stuff in here. I mean, take this lake. Apparently, in the 70s, they found blood and strange symbols all over this rock cliff. A lot of it has been covered over in graffiti now, but if you look closely, you can still see some carvings. And they say, when it rains, the rocks get slick with red, like they're weeping blood. See, right, right up there? I think you can see some carvings. Oh, yeah, there, look. Uh, dude, where'd you go? <laughs> no, no, seriously, you're freaking me out. Okay, this isn't funny, Daniel. God damn it, you scared me. You, you shouldn't mess around with this stuff. Wait, what is it? Uh, I... I think I found something. Okay, come on in, settle down, find a seat. I see we have some more folks in class today. It's maybe a few seniors who remembered that they need a history class to graduate, perhaps? Well, you're in the right place. Folklore and fact, an exploration into unusual America. It's a pretty interesting way to get a history credit if I do say so myself. Now, don't worry, if you're just joining us, you didn't miss anything too important in the first class. We just had the chance circle and the blood pact. But if you can promise me you're firstborn, I can promise you that you'll get a passing grade. Sound fair? Okay, but in all seriousness, the reading list that I handed out in the last class is online, and you can just let me or my TA vip in, vip in, stand up. 
Let us know if you have a hard time chasing down any of the texts. Actually, don't let me know. Let Vipin know. Okay, so folklore and fact. Why we're all here. I see a couple of familiar faces from last semester's witchcraft class. Hi. Couldn't get enough of the occult, huh? Well, I get it. I have dedicated my life to this stuff because human beings, we are fascinated by the strange and the unusual, the inexplicable. We like to get into the dark and the macabre corners of our world, scary stories and urban myths and folklore and all of these things. They're there because they, they help us explore the gruesome truths of humanity in a safe environment because stories can't hurt us. Now, some might argue that ghosts and monsters can hurt us, but the veracity of folklore isn't important because, of course, none of it is true. And I realize that might be a disappointment to some of you, but no, this class is not going to be an exploration into the validity of any supernatural claims. This is an academic class. Our pursuit this semester is not paranormal, but anthropological. What can legends throughout time tell us about history, about people? Why did the Salem witch trials happen in that time and in that place and with those people? Why is Area 51 such an enticing mystery for Americans in the 20th century and the 21st century? Why do people of southeastern Massachusetts believe that this area is a magnet for supernatural activity? That's right. Our first topic this semester starts right here in Bristol County. For decades, this area has been a hotbed for paranormal sightings. Everything from Bigfoot and UFOs to cult activity and animal sacrifice. In the 1970s, there was a renowned cryptozoologist, Lauren Coleman, who gave this otherworldly corner of southeastern Massachusetts its other name, the Bridgewater Triangle. I'm sure most of you have heard of the Bermuda Triangle. It's a large patch of the ocean where boats have gone missing and wormholes have been reported and aliens spotted. The Bridgewater Triangle is similar, though it's much smaller in scope. It comprises about 200 square miles. We've got towns, we've got wilderness, a couple of farms, but our triangle has a greater variety of sightings and happenings. So if you can think of a bit of folklore or paranormal legend, chances are someone has reported experiencing it in the Bridgewater Triangle. Go ahead, uh, toss something out. What, what have you got? Uh, ghosts. Child's play, of course. More than that can count. Alien abduction. Duh, 70s. Chock full of, of UFOs. Witches. Ditto with the satanic rituals in the woods. <laughs> 70s were a very interesting time. Come on, we're splashing in the shallow end here. Let's, let's get to the weird stuff. Come on, what have you got? Give me your best shot. Basilisks. Basilisks. Now we're talking. Not really. No basilisks, but there have been several sightings of giant snakes, some of which were actually verified as giant snakes. Uh, what, all right, what else? Fairies. Good. Uh, no, no fairies, strictly speaking, though there have been plenty of encounters with strange, small, humanoid creatures luring unsuspecting hikers into the woods, which sounds like the workings of the fey realm to me. Now, uh, for the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at all of these and more. Given the diversity of the supernatural activity in this part of the country, we're going to be using the Bridgewater Triangle as a framework to study specific legends and to talk about how they made their way into this area and into the fabric of the local culture. 
Not to mention, we live here, so it's going to be a little bit more fun. Yes. Professor Bradshaw? Yeah. Mike. Mike. What about disappearances? Uh, well, as with m most of these places, the paranormal activity in this area is largely just fabricated and, and harmless. Bigfoot isn't going around murdering people. But people have disappeared. Yes, it's a large area. All sorts of crime have happened. Disappearances, uh, kidnappings, accidents, um, murders. Yeah. It's often easier for people to blame that on ghosts or cults or, uh, <laughs> or giant snakes. But that psychological impulse, that is something that we will be studying in depth. Your dad went missing, right? Excuse me? In Freetown State Forest. I grew up here and my grandma never let me go hiking because of a cop that disappeared in the 70s. You said that's when a lot of weird stuff was happening. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every semester always has one local who's up on the, on the family legend. Yes, my father did go missing when I was a child and it was related to some cult activity. It was nothing supernatural. It was just your, just your run-of-the-mill 70s satanic group. They murdered him? Um, no, I can't say that. His body was never found. It's a cold case, but... Well, 40 years go by and you assume the guy isn't coming back. Okay, thank you. Now that we've gotten past that little bit of history... It's still a cold case? <laughs> Even with the badge they found? I'm sorry? Uh, the cops, they found a badge in the woods a few days ago? The day before yesterday, I think. I'm, uh... I'm... What, what, what are you talking about? I read about it on Reddit. I read it? Yeah, there's a whole Bridgewater Triangle subreddit. Uh, okay, what was it saying? There's someone who posts a lot whose girlfriend or boyfriend or something works for the police, and they said they found your dad's old police badge in the woods. They might open up the case again. Huh, I had not heard anything about that. What do you think happened to him? I think that Reddit is about as... Uh, reliable as reports of UFOs. Right. Uh, well, Mike, that was an interesting diversion. Uh, let's, let's get back to the task at hand, shall we? Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. 
Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, Mom. Oh, Jeremy, what a what a pleasant surprise. Hi. Um, have you gotten a call from the Freetown police? What? No, no. Is is everything okay? Are you are you okay? No, no, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. It's just um there was a kid in my lecture today. Oh, oh, of course. Your semester's begin how is it going? Um <laughs> it's fine. Whatever, that's not why I called. One, one of my students said that they found Dad's badge in the woods. Mom? Um, well, what, what exactly do you mean? When they closed Dad's case, did they find anything, any evidence of a body or anything? You know your father is dead, right? He died 40 years ago. Mom, I know. But did the station ever give you any of his personal effects? We got the things from his locker at the station. An extra uniform, a picture he kept of you. And his badge wasn't in there. No. I assumed it was on him when he went missing. And you haven't heard anything. No one tried to get in touch with you. It was a long time ago. This doesn't change anything. I know. I know it doesn't. I just, um... would just be nice to have. He'll just be a moment. Thank you. Can I get you anything? Water? Coffee? Wow. Full service around here. <laughs> Slow day. Right. Mr. Bradshaw? Uh, yes. Hello. Are, are you Captain Haddock? Uh, please, call me Martin. Right. Martin. Uh, you're Thomas Bradshaw's boy. That's right. He was a very good man, your dad. I'd only been on the force of gear when he went missing. You found something? Uh, yes. Yes, we did. Come on through. Please take a seat. Did you really find my father's badge? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Why was I not informed? Uh, we had to put it through evidence and processing, verify it was his, talk to the witnesses. So what did happen? Who found it? A couple of hikers. It was just under Assinet Ledge. That's the one that's by the water, right? Yep. What else did they find? Uh, nothing. Just the badge. Must have washed up in the recent storm. Right. So, now that we've processed it, you're welcome to it. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you, Martin. Yeah, no problem. I'm sorry that I don't have more to tell you. No, that's okay. I wasn't actually expecting anything. It'll be good to have a little piece of him. Yeah. That's all right. I will uh, see myself out. Thank you. Have a good day, son. Yep, you too. 
What the hell? Excuse me, Mr. Bradshaw. No, I was just in there. I know, but the captain has just gone into a meeting. Is there something I can help you with? What the hell is this? I'm sorry, sir. I don't see what this you... This badge is pristine. Okay. It's 40 years old, and they just found it in the woods. Once it was processed through evidence, they cleaned it off for you. What? They cleaned it off? How'd they clean it off? With a time machine? Look at this. That badge looks practically brand new. If it's been in the forest for four decades, then why is there no wear and tear? There's no erosion, there's no decay. Leather and metal, and there's no mold, no rust. That is odd. Yeah, I need to talk to Captain Haddock. I'm sorry, sir, he's in meetings for the rest of the day. Then I, can I talk to the hikers who found the badge? We can't give out that information. I can, I, I can try to talk to Captain Haddock for you. If you leave me your number, I'll follow up. Okay, what, what's your name? Officer Bautista, sir. Maria. All right, thank you, Officer Bautista. I know I'm sounding alarmist, but this is... <laughs> strange. Yeah. What's strange? Look at this. Oh, vintage. Love it. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't look very vintage, does it? This badge went missing in 1980 with my father. Oh, yeah, this is the one they found in the woods? Thomas Bradshaw, was your dad? Yeah. Yeah, except... This doesn't look like it was found in the woods. It looks four years old, not 40. <laughs> no offense, but you sound like Becca. Who? Ann Becca, a retired police officer. She comes in here every couple of months with some new theory about your dad. Guess she worked the case back in 80 and went all cracked in the head. The stories some of the older guys around here tell about it. <laughs> Sounds like she was crazy from the start. Officer McDermott, don't you have work to do? Right. Sorry. I'm sorry about him. He doesn't have the brain to mouth filter the rest of us do. That's all right. Uh, what can you tell me about Ann Becker? Jeremy, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't understand what you're saying. Mom, this badge, it looks like it was just in Dad's pocket. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, it's like I'm holding the 70s in my hand. It still feels warm. I mean, I can practically smell his aftershave on it. Well, you used to love dressing up in your dad's uniform. It's no surprise all of that is rushing back. What if these hikers, what if they were lying? What if they found something else with the badge, something that was maybe covering it or protecting it from the elements or something? Why would they do that? I don't know, but I'm telling you, this badge has not been out in the wilderness since 1980. Ugh, I don't know. <sighs> Apparently there's... um retired police officer who was on the original case and hasn't let it go and i'm gonna just go try and talk to her tonight and see what she thinks i don't know why you want to dredge up such ancient history because his murder never got solved i don't know maybe you're okay with that but i'm not i thought you made peace with it jeremy i did too i thought i did i just this mom you know this is what i do when i don't understand something i learn everything i can about it that's why i became an academic I know. I know. You know, one of the officers down at the station said that this retired cop was a bit off her rocker. But I still think it's, it's worth seeing for myself. What did you say her name was again? Uh, Ann Becker. Mom, do you, do you know her? Don't talk to Ann Becker. W why? That woman doesn't know what she's talking about, do you understand? She is unstable and a liar, and I won't have you asking her any questions. 
Okay, Mom, what the hell are you talking about? You listen to me, Jeremy. Don't go digging up your father's grave in this way. Mom, I'm not digging up my... Please. Okay, honey, I, ha I have to go. Your dad just put lunch on the table. My stepdad. I wish you could just move here, Jeremy. Maybe if you were close by. I, I can't, Mom. You know that. There's nothing for you in Freetown, Jeremy. There, there never has been. Mom, I can't. I, I can't just leave. Well, at least just come for a visit soon, right? Some California sunshine might do you good. Okay. Okay, I... Well, I... Thank you for calling. It was, it was nice to hear your voice, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, you too. Oh, uh, hey, sorry. I, I didn't think you'd still be in your office this late. Uh, should I come back? Oh, hey, Vivian. No, no, you can come on in. I pulled out those records that you asked for. Sorry, what records? The UFO ones. History of sightings in North America, remember? Yes, right. UFOs. Not exactly my strong suit. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of surprised you're actually teaching them this semester. You know, not to mention dedicating a whole chapter of the book to them. Yeah, it's a bit different from the usual religious and regional stories. I actually took a quick skim of all these and there's not a unifying origin point anywhere. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. I guess UFO sightings have been in the collective imagination for long enough that I think the trend has become culturally significant. I mean, if you think about it, the lack of an origin point can probably tell us just as much about our society as a whole as, uh, as you know, localized folklore steeped in religious beliefs can. Plus, uh, UFOs have been sighted in the Bridgewater Triangle. Will you go on and just say whatever it is you're going to say? No, I was, no, I, I wasn't, I wasn't saying anything about Come on, just spit it out. Okay, the last lecture section today? Yeah? What was, did, did you, I mean, was he, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. You know how this place is the smallest town in the world? Well, everyone knows everyone else's business, and I just... Gotta roll with it. Yeah. No, I get that, but it was the first time someone knew your business before you. Yeah, I guess that was new. And? And what? Y you left the lecture hall pretty quickly after class. Yeah, I, I, I went to get my father's badge. That student who, uh, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Mike. Mike. Uh... Mike was right. Some hikers found my dad's badge in the woods. It's, um, I don't know. I guess it's actually nice to have a little bit of him after all these years. I'm, I'm really sorry, uh, Professor. No, really don't be. I've lived my entire life without my father. I, I, at this point, don't even know what to miss. I don't think that's how it works. Hmm? Nothing. Well, I... I'm glad you got some closure, or, or a memento, I don't know. <laughs> I guess you weren't really expecting any answers, huh? Nope, I'm not sure I'll ever have any answers. What do you want? Mrs. Becker? <laughs> I won't ask you again who are you and what do you want. My name is Jeremy Bradshaw. Oh my God. So you are. Have 
Have we met? A very, very long time ago. How old are you now? 50? Uh, 45, actually, but <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was never good with kids. They all look the same to me. We met when I was a kid. You don't remember, huh? I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, no, trust me. Shouldn't be sorry. Better off. Why? Okay, so now that I know who you are, do you want to come in and tell me what you want? Um, yeah, it do does look like it's about to rain. Um, you worked on my dad's case. I was on the force at the time, yeah. When did you retire? Uh, nearly 15 years ago. I did my 20 years of service, a couple of years at the desk, and then got out. Wasn't the friendliest career for a woman, you know, especially in the 80s and 90s, and especially after... Yeah, I can imagine. But you still go back there every couple of months? Who told you that? I was down at the station earlier today, picking up this. <sighs> Where did you get this? Some hikers found it in the woods. Oh, and what, what else did they find? Nothing. Mrs. Becker... M Ms. Never married. Not that it matters. I just... Just call me Anne. Anne, are you still looking into my father's case? That case is closed. Yeah, but that's not what I asked. What do you want from me? I just want to know why you've come back to the station recently. I just talked to Officer Batista. Maria. She's a nice girl. Smart. Yeah, she, she told me that you've been trying to get Captain Haddock to reopen the case. You remember the satanic panic, don't you? Yeah, of course. Evangelical Christians spreading fear about satanic rituals throughout America. It's an interesting conspiracy phenomenon, actually, because... Well, I would think the thing that would interest you about it is the fact that it's what they blamed your dad's disappearance on. Y yeah, but he, he was investigating a satanic cult, wasn't he, that was active in the Freetown Forest? He wouldn't have been the first person to get lost in there, and it's completely plausible that the cult found him and murdered him. But either way, blaming it on the cult it makes sense. There's nothing about what happened to Thomas that makes sense. You think that you understand these woods, but I, I have lived next to them for 45 years. Strange things were happening back then, and strange things are happening again now. And all those fools down at the station, <laughs> they won't admit it. Mm-mm. Ah, uh, okay. I see what this is. What? What are you talking about? You know, I remember all sorts of kooks calling and coming to our home and trying to convince my mother that her husband was the victim of some sort of monster in the forest. And I... <laughs> I gotta say, I would have thought a police officer would be above that sort of wild theorizing, but I guess I was wrong. Uh-huh. So they told you that I was crazy, right? Didn't they? The police? They said it back then, too, when I didn't buy into the panic, when I thought maybe there was more going on. I was dismissed. Okay. What more do you think was going on? I mean, you know that there's never been any substantiated evidence of satanic ritual abuse. Like you said, it was the Christian fundamentalists. American values gone completely haywire. Paranoia getting the best of us. Paranoia got the best of the Freetown police, too. There was evidence of cult activity in the woods. Yeah, hippie gatherings mostly. All the actual animal mutilations came later, though that is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what goes on around here.
Cool. So what do you think happened? A Pukwudgie got him? Maybe a Thunderbird came and took him away? Well, I think there's a lot that we don't know about. You know, monsters, wormholes, witchcraft. This is a strange place. This part of the country, you know. Just before Thomas went missing, this area got a name for itself. Yeah, the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. I teach folklore at the university. <laughs> now, why would you want to go and do that after growing up with all those kooks turning your father's disappearance into something it so clearly wasn't? Okay, I should go. Thank you. Wait. Don't forget this. You might want to go to the lake. Take a look around. I'm sure the police missed something. Wait a second. How did you know that this was found at the lake? Well, where else would it have turned up? I'm sorry. Well, I don't... I... I told you. Strange things are happening. Okay. Can I just a ask you, it this... This doesn't look like it's been in the woods for 40 years, does it? It sure doesn't. No. Okay. Uh, I gotta go. M thanks, Miss Becker. Anne, sorry. I, uh, I will, uh... Just here. It's my home phone number. I still use a landline. No self-service out here. I've actually had the same tape machine since the 70s. They don't make things like they used to. Mm. What's up? Oh, well, nothing. I just, uh... The message light, it wasn't on when I got home and the phone hasn't rung all evening, so... Maybe I finally gave up the ghost after 40 years. <laughs> Maybe. You need to be careful, Bradshaw. Things aren't what they seem. Right. Well, I will get out of your hair. Call me. When you want to know more, you call. Sure. Thanks. Well, it looks like you were right. Seems like there is a storm on the way. You have one unheard message. Anne? What? Anne, you need to help. What? Lake, you were right. It isn't what it seems. It's what? happening again. <sighs> and it will all end this time. <sighs> one way or another. Bridgewater was created by Aaron Mankey and written and directed by Lauren Shippen, with executive producers Aaron Mankey, Misha Collins, Matt Frederick, and Alex Williams. Supervising producer Trevor Young, editing and sound design by Trevor Young and Matt Stillo, and music by Chad Lawson. Starring Misha Collins as Jeremy Bradshaw, Melissa Ponzio as Ann Becker, Karin Sony as Vipin Karana, Lori Allen as Nancy Collins, Cheryl Umania as Officer Bautista, Victoria Grace as Katie Franks, Will Wheaton as Captain Haddock, Hillary Burton Morgan as Shelley Hoskins, Jonathan Joss as Joseph Hoskins, Sabra May as Olivia Hoskins, Samuel Marty as Ethan Hoskins, Kristen Bauer as Celeste, and Nathan Fillion as Thomas Bradshaw. With additional voice acting by Brigham Snow, Andrew Nowak, Julia Moritzawa, Jarvis Johnson, Anne Brielle Bresnan, Kristen DiMercurio, James Oliva, and Liran Amiel. 
Learn more about the show over at grimandmild.com Bridgewater. And find more podcasts from iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And as always, thanks for listening. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.